1: a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit gocoastguard.com to learn more. Tonight, could Thanksgiving become a super spreader event as the nation deals with a million new cases a week? Millions of Americans flood highways and airports as more than a dozen states put measures in place for visitors, checkpoints, mandatory testing, or quarantine requirements. One governor urges residents to call the police on COVID rule breakers. Plus, President-elect Biden's Thanksgiving message to America.
2: I know the country has grown weary of the fight. We need to remember we're at war with the virus, not with one another.
1: Presidential pardon, the breaking news. President Trump pardons his first national security advisor, Michael Flynn. And why the president told Pennsylvania lawmakers they need to overturn the election. The Thanksgiving forecast. What you need to know about the holiday weather. Winter is coming. Restaurant owners dreading the loss of outdoor dining.
2: I think as many as 50% of New York
1: City restaurants will go out of business. Meghan Markle's heartbreak. The Duchess opens up about her miscarriage. The one question she says we should all ask each other in these uncertain times. College basketball season tips off tonight and it's already in chaos because of coronavirus as a top college football coach announces he has COVID. And the college kids who could not bear to see food going to waste while so many Americans go hungry.
0: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
1: Good evening, and thank you for joining us. Nora is off tonight. I'm Margaret Brennan. We'll get to President Trump pardoning Michael Flynn in just a moment, but we're going to begin with the breaking news. With millions of Americans on the move tonight, health experts worry what is usually one of the country's biggest nights for travel may also become one of its most dangerous. As we come on the air tonight, one doctor is warning Thanksgiving will become the mother of all super spreader events as people let down their guard and their masks. But even before Americans gather around the table tomorrow, the rate of new cases of coronavirus is growing astronomically tonight. 2.3 million people have been infected nationwide in just the past two weeks. And more than 2,000 have been reported dead in the past 24 hours. That's the highest single-day death toll in more than six months. Late today, President-elect Joe Biden called on weary Americans to wear masks and not surrender to fatigue, saying, we're at war with the virus, not with each other. So there is a lot of new reporting for you and your family tonight, including the latest holiday forecast – and our team is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Chris Van Cleve is going to lead us off tonight from Reagan National Airport. Good evening, Chris.
3: Margaret, we hit a pandemic high at airport checkpoints like the one behind me here on Sunday. Since then, Monday and Tuesday, those numbers have ticked down a bit. But the expectation is still up to 50 million Americans will take to the roads or the skies to travel for Thanksgiving. And that is exactly what the CDC is urging people not to do. Some of the longest lines of the pandemic at Seattle's airport, a sign of Americans on the move tonight despite blunt warnings from public health officials again pleading for people to stay home this Thanksgiving.
4: By making that sacrifice, you're going to be prevent people from getting infected.
3: But millions are going anyway. Romeo Garcia left Maryland this afternoon for his parents in Greenville, North Carolina.
5: The holidays are really the only times where I could be able to see my
3: family. Do you worry at all about bringing the coronavirus home with you? Not at all. I've been tested. I'm negative. But that wasn't enough for Tom Wilson. He made the agonizing decision not to spend Thanksgiving with his family. It just seemed like a... um...
2: A risk that wasn't worth taking.
3: Trying to stop out of control spread, there's a growing patchwork of restrictions in cities and states. Fourteen states in Washington, D.C. call for mandatory testing or of quarantine requirements for travelers. New York City police are setting up checkpoints at bridges and tunnels, and Maryland state troopers are checking if bars and restaurants are following the rules. A stay at home advisory is now in place in Pennsylvania, and tonight, a Thanksgiving booze ban at bars and restaurants. In L.A., outdoor dining shuts down tonight. From coast to coast, governors and mayors are practically begging people not to gather.
4: Don't make it harder on those
2: uh, frontline workers. To act like it's a normal Thanksgiving is to deny reality.
6: We are extremely concerned about Thanksgiving weekend becoming a super spreader event.
3: Small gatherings are now a major driver of the virus spread.
6: Now
7: I'm in the hospital family.
3: 15 members of a texas family contracted covid at a birthday lunch they made this emotional plea
7: please
8: don't be like my family and ignore the cdc guidelines
3: but relief for a covid weary nation could be just months away operation warp speed expects up to 110 million americans one-third of the country to be vaccinated by february
6: now the u.s population as a whole Uh, should be covered in terms of vaccine doses available somewhere between the month of May and the month of December.
3: Help cannot come soon enough for millions struggling to find enough to eat. A familiar scene played out in Houston, a long line of cars picking up food for the holiday, thankful just to have a meal. And flyers arriving in Los Angeles tonight are being greeted with a new health declaration form they have to fill out that reminds them to quarantine for 14 days. And in Oregon, the governor is encouraging people to call the police if they see COVID restriction violators. Margaret.
1: Chris Van Cleve. We'll see if it works. For advice for the millions of Americans who are still planning to travel this Thanksgiving, let's bring in CBS News chief medical correspondent Dr. John LaPook and CBS's Lonnie Quinn. So, Dr. LaPook, what can people do to stay safe if they've chosen to gather with friends and family?
9: Margaret, I think the safest thing is for people to assume they're infected and infectious, but they just don't know it, even if they recently have tested negative. So when you're at that Thanksgiving dinner and you're with people who are not in your protective pod or bubble and you lower down that mask, now you're risking infecting them or perhaps getting infected yourself. So we need to dissociate eating with socializing. The two people, the two pods that are not together should be outside and inside or in different rooms. And then once you do come indoors and you're in the same room, remember that you all have to wear the same mask. You have to wear a mask the entire time, even if you are more than six feet away, even if you're across the room. And the reason is that the virus can travel across the room in small aerosols in tiny aerosols, and it can accumulate in the air over time, especially if there's poor ventilation. So if you can't open the windows, open the doors, you may get a little cold, wear a sweater or a jacket. It's worth it to try to decrease the risk to others.
1: Thank you, doctor. And Lonnie, how is the holiday forecast looking?
4: Well, it's looking wet in the northeast, but you just heard Dr. Lapook say it's better to be outside than inside. Rain is the deterrent. And right now we have rain anywhere from, say, Wisconsin into uh, the Ohio Valley, all the way down to Louisiana. But I will say... Temperatures on the eastern side of that rain, it's going to be mild out there tomorrow. I mean, you're talking temperatures maybe 10 degrees above average for the eastern portion of that front. And on the western side, your temperature's a little bit below average, maybe 5 degrees below average at best. That rain is into the northeast for the big cities tomorrow. Washington all up to Boston, a rain chance. But it's more so the first part of your day than the second part of your day. Other than that, that's the only story I've got for you. It's quiet except... The West Coast, and I want to spend some time on this because, Margaret, this is important. The Santa Ana start kicking in for the West Coast. And those wind, wind gusts between the mountain passes could be, you know, 50 to 70 miles per hour. So we encourage you to get outside, maybe cook outside. You've got to be careful with any kind of an open flame in that portion of the country. Margaret, let's go back to you.
1: Thank you, Lonnie. Now to President Trump's sudden announcement today that he is pardoning Michael Flynn, the retired general and former national security adviser, who twice pled guilty to lying to the FBI about contacts with Russia. Here's CBS's Ben Tracy.
8: Former national security adviser Michael Flynn received his pardon via tweet late this afternoon. President Trump saying Flynn can now have a truly fantastic Thanksgiving. Yes, that's right. Lock her up. Flynn lasted just 23 days as national security adviser. Fired in 2017 for lying to the FBI and Vice President Mike Pence about contact with the then-Russian ambassador before the inauguration. Flynn told the FBI he never advised the Russians not to retaliate against sanctions imposed by the outgoing Obama administration. But the FBI had tapes of Flynn doing just that. He pled guilty, then later tried to change his plea. President Trump has long claimed Flynn was treated unfairly.
0: What they've done to General
2: Flynn and to other people is a disgrace. It's a disgrace. I know crooks really
0: well.
8: Also today, the president's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, making more unfounded claims of election fraud at a Republican Party-sponsored event in Pennsylvania. President Trump was expected to be there, but changed plans at the last minute with no explanation. The crowd cheered as the president called into the event and made his own false allegations.
2: This election was rigged and we can't let that happen. We can't let it happen for our country. And this election has to be turned around.
8: There is no evidence of any widespread fraud. And President-elect Biden's more than 80,000 vote victory in Pennsylvania has already been certified. Tonight, Democrats are accusing President Trump of abusing his power with his pardon of Michael Flynn. And earlier this year, the president commuted the sentence of his longtime associate, Roger Stone, who was also involved in the Russia investigation, which the president has called a witch hunt. Margaret.
1: Ben Tracy at the White House. Tonight, President-elect Joe Biden is urging Americans to hang on and keep fighting against COVID and not with each other. Biden aides have now made contact with more than 50 federal agencies as transition planning picks up steam. Here's CBS's Nicole Killian.
2: Starting on day one of my presidency, we will take steps that will change the course of this disease.
7: President-elect Joe Biden today said he will take aim at the virus once he gets into office.
2: We need to remember... We're at war with a virus, not with one another, not with each other. This is the moment where we need to steel our spines, redouble our efforts, and recommit ourselves to the fight. And with nearly 2,000 people dying per
7: day from COVID, he urged people to remain vigilant over the holiday season with masks and social distancing until a vaccine becomes available.
2: There's real hope, tangible hope. So hang on don't let
7: yourself surrender to the fatigue. Mr. Biden's team had been desperate to communicate with government experts on the pandemic, and today they were finally briefed on Operation Warp Speed and the plans for vaccine distribution. The president-elect is expected to announce additional cabinet picks next week, but was noncommittal when asked whether he planned to nominate either Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, his rivals during the primaries.
2: Look, as I said, we already have significant representation among progressives in our administration.
7: President-elect Biden has suggested he may need lawmakers like Sanders and Warren to stay in the Senate to help pass big ticket items on his agenda. He does plan to name his economic team next week and will start getting the
1: presidential daily brief on Monday. Margaret. Nicole Killian in Delaware. Turning overseas now, tonight there are fears of a humanitarian crisis in Ethiopia. Government forces are surrounding a regional capital that is controlled by rebels. Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed warns there will be no mercy if the rebels don't surrender. Hundreds have already died in fighting. President-elect Biden's incoming national security advisor is warning of potential war crimes calling for dialogue. Abi was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize last year for working out a ceasefire with neighboring Eritrea in a different conflict. Britain's Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, revealed today that she suffered a miscarriage this summer. The 39-year-old American actress and wife of Prince Harry was pregnant with their second child. CBS's Elizabeth Palmer reports from London.
6: First, there was the joy of Tiny Archie's birth in May 2019. And then Meghan wrote in her op-ed, The Grief of a Miscarriage. I felt a sharp cramp. I dropped to the floor with him in my arms. I knew as I clutched my firstborn child that I was losing my second. It was a heavy blow at a difficult time. By then, Meghan and Harry's relationship with the royal family was rocky, and the strain had been showing for some time. Like any woman, when they're, especially when they're pregnant, you're really vulnerable. You can see it here in a 2019 ITV documentary when the journalist asked Megan a simple question. Are you okay? Thank you for asking because not many people have asked if I'm okay.
0: And the answer is
2: would it be fair to say not really okay since it's really been a struggle. Yes.
6: As Megan struggled with the grief of her miscarriage, the world is struggling now, she writes. Loss and pain have plagued every one of us in 2020. We're adjusting to a new normal where faces are concealed by masks. Megan puts her Thanksgiving message this way. When we do look into one another's eyes now, let us also ask, are you okay?'" Buckingham Palace said it wouldn't comment on the miscarriage, describing it as a deeply personal matter. Elizabeth Palmer, CBS News, London.
1: Just a few hours from now, a ban on outdoor dining goes into effect in Los Angeles County to stop the spread of COVID. Cold weather is already ending outdoor dining in much of the country, and CBS's Jim Axelrod reports that many restaurants may not survive the next few months.
2: After months of outdoor dining, they kept the lights on at New York City restaurants like The Mermaid Inn.
5: This is the first time I've been here in 33-degree weather.
2: Winter is coming for co-owner Danny Abrams. What do the next three months look like? it looked look very dark and very, very disturbing. Abrams and his partner, Cindy Smith, had seven restaurants pre-pandemic. One is open now. 350 employees before COVID is now 50. Abrams has a brutal forecast of his own as cold weather puts the freeze on outdoor dining. I think as many as 50% of New York City restaurants will go out of business. Danny, that is bleak. It's bleak. One in six restaurants open in March will have closed for good by year's end. I think that we are at the point where we've been hanging on and we will not make it through these next few months. National Restaurant Association President Tom Donay says another 40% of those that have survived so far don't expect to make it another six months without help from Congress. And quite honestly, the impact is well beyond just that restaurant. You think about those farmers, those
9: suppliers who provide food.
2: But does news of the vaccine change your mindset at all? Hey, I've just gotta get through the next couple of months and I'll be okay. The first part, yes, I just gotta get through the next couple of months. The I'm gonna be okay part hasn't crept in yet. And the cold weather ahead may very well keep it that way. Jim Axelrod, CBS News, New York.
1: The college basketball season tipped off today, but with COVID infections surging, nearly 40 teams have put the start of their seasons on hold. In football, Alabama head coach Nick Saban tested positive today and will not coach in Saturday's game against Auburn. Saban had a false positive last month. One of the world's greatest soccer players, Diego Maradona, died today. He scored what is known as the Hand of God goal for Argentina in 1986, en route to a World Cup title. Kids around the world imitated his foot skills, learning his signature move, the Maradona. He died of a heart attack at the age of 60. We all saw the images of crops rotting in the field and milk being dumped when schools and restaurants were forced to close in the early days of the pandemic. Some college kids wanted to make sure we never see them again. Here's CBS's Jonathan Bigliotti.
5: Where were you last Thanksgiving? Vernie Jackson was not in line at a food pantry. I
1: lost uh, people
6: in, in the pandemic, and then uh, I lost my job in the pandemic. And so right now, you know, I'm just praising the Lord.
5: Inflamed by COVID, America's pre-existing hunger crisis is now grumbling in the streets.
2: This is absurd for, for the wealthiest country in the world to, you know, have all of this food that's going to waste and all these people that are hungry.
5: Absurd, says Stanford University junior Jack Renborg.
2: Uh, it's, it's a problem that's it's about 20 billion pounds of food is wasted.
5: And the reality is there's so much food wasted and yet still so many mouths that need to be fed. Stunned by images of produce rotting on farms during the pandemic, a group of college kids started the FarmLink Project, collecting food from the fields and delivering it to pantries running on empty.
4: They made it happen and got the deliveries in all different locations. So it's been big and huge, and we're really thankful for them.
5: They've served more than 18 million meals since this spring. And this Thanksgiving week, they're handing out one million meals across the country.
2: We're going to try and keep doing deliveries across the country, you know, keep keep food moving
5: and going where it's needed most. Jonathan Bigliotti, CBS News, Los Angeles.
1: On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we're on the ground with American troops in Syria as they spend Thanksgiving far from home. If you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan, reporting from Washington. And from all of us at CBS News, have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings
1: early and ad-free on Wondery+. Plus.